Welcome to Dental Brain Crops. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and today I'm joined with Stuart Oberman, the president and founder of Oberman Law Firm. Stuart, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolute pleasure to be on your show. It's so good to have you. So Stuart and I met a couple of years ago, uh, virtually, <laughs> um, yeah. been attending and serving at the same event for a couple of years, and he's just got so much knowledge and actually some really funny stories. And so I'm really excited <laughs> to have you here today. And um, actually, if you just want to give a little background on yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, I, that's, I appreciate that. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I mean, what, what you do in the industry is, is just amazing. And um, your reputation far precedes you, which is a very good thing. Um, you just do the, the, the contacts you meet and, and the resources you have just really are, are an absolute compliment to what you do. But no, we, uh, you know, Overman Law Firm, we, uh, we love our dental guys. Um, we are very, very fortunate. We have uh, clients in 40 states. We do everything from mergers, acquisitions, compliance, HIPAA, OSHA. Um, last year, we did, um, I think, 135, 140 closings, real estate transactions. I mean, dental transactions and, and, and professional transactions. Uh, it was you know, like $350 million, which was, a, you know, that's not a bad year. We're closing, but we, but, you know, we, we, we just really enjoy our dental guys. We, we have a, a wide variety of, of information. We have, you know, we have um, attorney uh, attorneys in Florida, uh, Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, Atlanta area. So we're looking to expand out and we just have a lot of resources. Really just love to, um, you know, share with our dental guys. So uh, there we go. That's really, that's really great. And thank you for your compliments. And actually, um, I'll have to put some back your way because people that I talk to just love working with you. Not only, not only is it, um, is it offer a lot of uh, valuable experience and knowledge in the legal realm, but they really enjoy working with you and your team. And so I think that's really important, particularly when we're talking about something as precious uh, as our business and our livelihoods and the things we're trying to do. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like your reputation. You know, you could put out whatever you want to, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, it's really shaking hands and making sure the clients are taken care of just, you know, just like you, you do every day. So um, now we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Well, let's get into it. So tell me, um, <laughs> you were joking beforehand that this could be like a six-day podcast, but is, tell me, in your experience, what are some of the biggest problems facing a dental practice, whether that's a solo practice, a group Ooh. practice, regardless of the goals? Talk about the problems. You know, it's interesting. Whether you have a practice that's making 350000 or you have a practice that's, you know, Twenty-two million. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's a couple of realms of HR, but HR is an absolute disaster. Um, anyone, and that's sort of an understatement. I mean, we could literally spend, you know, we could spend six days on this topic, but it, it really is they're not set up the way they should be. And we see a lot of things, so we maybe a little bit more fortunate where we can really drill down on a lot of things that our doctors aren't doing. But really, I mean, the whole COVID thing really set things off and, and we're seeing a great resignation and the great, um, I forgot what they call it now, but where you just sort of float around until you're fired uh, oh, on, a, yeah. on a particular job. I, I forgot that. Quiet you know, quitting. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I, I knew you had, I knew you had the buzzword, <laughs> quiet quitting, you know. So, um, you know, back in our day, well, my day, I'm much older than you. Uh, we just called it being lazy. So, you know, now they, got, <laughs> now they got different words for it. But, you know, I would say hiring, firing is just a, is, is a disaster. You know, we have doctors that, that are wanting to hire convicted felons um, because they just can't find anybody. 
um, and we sort of talk them off the ledge. And we're talking about, you know, oral surgeons that, um, you know, are just handling a lot of things on a lot of day, daily basis. So, you know, they, they're not doing their due diligence. Um, the background checks, which are becoming harder and harder depending on the state region to do, there's a lot of restrictions coming on that particular forefront. But, you know, for a hundred bucks, you can find out a lot about, about, you know, about your employees. You can find a lot about your employees going online before it even hire you, before you hire them. So, you know, then another thing we really, we're seeing a, a bad, bad problem with is um, um, offer letters. So, you know, our offer letters are not, they're not, they're not right. That's, I guess that's a really great term, a legal term, not right. So they're just, they're, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, there's, they're, they're, they're actually becoming contracts. Um, they're getting our doctors in trouble as far as exempt, non-exempt. Um, they're setting things up for themselves down the road for fi- the hiring problems, firing problems. Um, either they're not doing them at all. They're, they're, they don't set up probationary periods in these offer letters. Um, so if our doctors are lucky to get offer letters um, and, and do them, um, it's great. But a lot, I would say 80% of the time, they're not correct. They're, not, they're, they're having a lot, a lot of problems with offer letters. Matter of fact, we just put out an article about offer letters. Uh, we're going to um, on our uh, Advisor Insights newsletters. So that's becoming a very, very, and doctors don't know how to do it. What happens is, is you know, we have some, some of our um, practices are turnovers of 70, 80, 90% on a yearly basis. So they're sort of going along as, you know, they're, they're on the fly is what's happening. And they're having a lot of, a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. Another thing that is, is, is a disaster in our dental practices, there's just no personnel records. Um, they want to fire, they want to hire, um, they want to terminate, but there's no record. There's no cause. Uh, they're not keeping track of things. There's no probationary periods. There's just no track record. So what happens is there's no track record. Employee manuals are a disaster. Usually they're either you know 15 or 20 pages, and they don't really understand what it takes to have an employee manual. Um, they, they, lose, they lose a lot of, of, of leverage when it comes to Department of Labor, Department of Revenue, um, you know, audits, you know, exempt, non-exempt, contract, and not, no contractors. One of the biggest things we're running into, um, and this is sort of scary, is that job interviews. There are some really, really areas you just need to stay away from. Um, race, color, creed, sex, origin, marriage, where you live, um, you know, those kind of things. And it's becoming tighter. The EEOC is, is, is actually encouraging doctors to have a track record of what the interview process is because they're seeing an increase now on, um, on, on, on retaliation claims for not hiring EEOC issues. So that's a huge, huge problem. Um, our, our doctor staff are not trained on interview questions. So another thing we're seeing is getting our doctors into trouble is that their conversations are being recorded during these interview processes. So that has its own set of complications. Not only do you not have a particular person who's trained to ask questions, now they're asking the wrong questions that are a violation of probably Title VII, um, and they're being recorded. So you've got all kind of issues. Um, you know, without going on a tangent, our doctors don't realize that also they're being recorded in their offices for their staff. Um, huddles are being recorded now. Um, conferences are being recorded. So they're making track records of these particular um, events, if you will. Um, so those, I mean, it's just a, the overall hiring and firing is not documented. It's just, um, 
uh, you know, it, it's just, it sets a recipe for disaster. Now what's happening is, is we're seeing a lot of pushback on due diligence. Um, drug testing is becoming a problem. So we're seeing a lot of issues regarding marijuana. Um, now what do you do? You, you go to Colorado, you go to California where states are illegal, you come back and you're drug tested. So then you, then what happens? Um, you know, as far as that goes, uh, a lot of our doctors are leaving the, um, cannabis, um, marijuana off the panels. So they're checking for everything else, but marijuana, cause they don't really don't want to know about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple, you know, uh, that's the hiring and firing, um, so now Wait you no, got. Let's stay there for a minute, <laughs> if we could. No, which one? Which one? I, I was just, you know, I speak fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're saying a lot of really important things. So on my end, when I'm talking about hiring and firing, we're getting really clear on what is it that you're even hiring for, which is, I think, probably tied to some of those <laughs> questions that don't need to be asked, shouldn't be asked. Um, they're just trying to figure out: is this a good candidate for my practice and organization? And the answer is, it depends on what you want. Right. Um, right. But by having, so right. that's the coaching, you know, the professional coaching aspect. And then having that legal component, once we know what it is that we're after, we can figure out how to, how to design those questions in a way that really tailors themselves to finding that candidate as quickly as possible while mitigating all of those other right. risks that you're talking about. Well, our, our doctors need you very early. <laughs> so, so I mean, well, I, I mean, they, they don't get the consultants involved early enough. Um, they sort of, they sort of fly off the handle. And you know, so you talk about age, you talk about citizenship, you know, you talk about criminal records are, are being restricted now, disabilities, genders, um, you know, national origin, parental status um, is now being you know addressed. Where you live, you can't in some places you can't ask where you live. Because it's grounds for discrimination, discriminatory, you know, issues regarding where you live. Um, you know, religion is is just off, off, off the, you know, off the record. Period, and you can't even touch that. So our guys really are not trained, and what they're not doing, and a lot of our good practices, and, and, and you know, you you get involved early enough where you say, hey, look, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, you got You got to follow this doc. Got to follow that. So that's why they need to get you know people like you and and and, and you know those the consultants involved early to figure out this process because they're not doing it right. And then we get in and clean them up, which is rough enough. Right. You know, then you you jump into the the whole internal HR process where I know this is, (laughs) you know, this, this is another, this is like another, you know, five hour CE course, you know, and and I'm sure you've got stories you just, you know, uh, that's a five, that's a five day task also, but you know, I, and you see it, employee manuals are outdated. They're not in compliance. Right. Um, and I, you know, I'll, I'll speak and, and I know you do, you do a lot. And, um, it's like, you help, you know, how many pages are employee manual? 20 pages. Okay. Shred it. It's gone. You know, it's garbage. <laughs> you know, just, don't just shred it. Just don't even uh-huh. just shred it. Um, yeah. You know, and you got EEOC issues now regarding, you know, harassment policies, which is huge in a dental practice. I mean, um, the statistics that are, are, are out there for the EEOC and, and harassment are amazing. Um, they also list, you know, the, the, the five states. I think Georgia's in probably the top three or four, um, you know, if, if not higher. So you've got EEOC issues. You know, um, there's there's 
no policies in place a lot of times um, that outline what is proper conduct. Because if you get 30 people in an office, you're going to get 30 opinions as to what's proper conduct. And if you don't tell people what is proper, they don't know. And then if and then then they mess up and they get problems and it comes back to the doctor because um, they didn't listen to the attorney. They listened to the, you know people like you and are in there early enough and trying to prevent all this. Um, and you know, one of the biggest issues now that EEOC is talking about is, is pregnancy. Um, you know, it's no secret that most of the offices ha- have, you know, female employees. It's, it's, it's what it is. The, demo- the whole demographic change, the law schools are changing. Everything's changing. And our doctors aren't keeping track of that. So, you know, if you ask a doctor, are you familiar with the, the Pregnancy Act? Um, you know, you might as well look like you just got six heads because they have no idea. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, to say the least, you know, the Pregnancy Act, what, what is that? Well, if you got 15 or more employees, you, you got some problems. You got to set some things up and, and do these. You know, um, one thing we're running into a lot these days is the violation of the National Labor Relations Board, um, where they're, you know, our doctors are like, you can't ever talk about pay. You can't talk about pay to anyone. You can't tell a person what you, you know, what you make. Well, that's a problem because they can. Now, you can restrict it in certain ways, but if you tell an employee you can't talk about your pay to anyone, anytime, anywhere, because you're going to be fired if you don't, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge problem, National Labor Relations Board. Um, and then you get into the, the whole federal issue. Um, California is just passing a, um, I believe it's passed a bill. Um, it passed four key bills. And I got I to gotta take a look at that. Uh, this came across my, my desk yesterday. One of them is that when you post a job, um, uh, you've got to list out a certain criteria, a pay structure in California. You're going to see that probably coming across the board. So, because what happens in California goes to Colorado, comes over the Mississippi, comes down everywhere right. else, you know, right. you know, and, and travel with the world, the world we live in. Um, and then you get into, you know, um, uh, there's, you know, non-solicitation policies. There's, they, they need the social media policies, cell phone policies. Um, they're just not regulating these guys internally. And when they leave, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a disaster. Um, and I knew I'd just do a lot of stuff at you. <laughs> well, just, you know what? Here's what here's what I'm still hanging on to. And if I'm hanging on to it, I know other people are too. But but you talk about, you know, people are recording their huddles, people are recording their interactions. And so let's say you've got that 12 page employee manual that doesn't cover on a anything. Good, on a good day. Right. On a good day. <laughs> on a good day. And you know, people are looking for you know, forget the quiet quitting. They're looking for a very overt reason to rightfully leave your place of business, right? right? And so they're recording things. What does that look like? How does that, how does someone like you step in and help clean up that mess? If they're like, well, they've got this 20 second recording here and this five second recording there, it looks suspicious, particularly when you've not clarified the expectations in advance in your, yeah. in your infrastructure. You got, you got to get rid of those problems quickly. That's just you got to get rid of them because if you if you if you if you let it hang around and it's you know my my background is actually from the insurance claim side to in-house counsel side and you know the old saying was you know closed claims a happy claim so you get those you get those cases closed and it's going to hurt it's going to hurt a little bit um, because the doctors didn't do things correctly but when you got employees that got that kind of ammo. you need to get them out quickly. But, you know, 
But the way, there's, there's easy ways to prevent these things. You know, get your employee manual in place. You know, get your non-solicitation, get your cell phone policies in place. Get your social media places, things in place where they can't go out and record these. They can't put them online. Um, you know, doctors, you know, things are going online now in, in conversation. So there's things they can do, but it, it's, and all those kind of employees have ulterior motives and it's usually money. So again, you're going to have to open up your checkbook a little bit and it's going to hurt because you didn't do it right the first time. So it's, how it's in whole, depth, <laughs> how in depth does it need to be? So, I mean, I can Google search right now and pull up some templates for, you know, for employee manuals, um, or I can just hire someone to do it right based on what I'm trying to build in my organization. What's, yeah. what's I would say the, in, uh, a, in the dental side, if you're less than a hundred pages, you got a problem. Um, okay. I, mean, that's, I mean, that sounds like a lot, you know, but when, when you're, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with, you know, various laws, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with EEOC issues, you're dealing with National Labor Relations, you know, the Pregnancy Act, you know, Department of Labor, Department of Revenue, you know, you, you really need, and job descriptions, um, you know, your bereavement periods, and, and because when laws change, you got to really update your manual. Um, you know, I would say, you know, you need to take a look at this stuff every every two, three years. It's, it's, it's absolutely, absolute, uh, or update, excuse me. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I would say, you know, I, I would say anything less than I hate to put a number on it, but anywhere between anything anything less than seventy five or eighty, it's rough. I mean, it's it's just yeah. rough. Now, yeah, yeah, I, I got a I, I got a question for you now. I got a question yeah. for you. I got a question <laughs> for you. So you're you're in a lot of practices. So how many practices do you now? You, now you've got you're very you're you work with the top of the top. So this this question may be skewed because you work with the very okay. best. So, um, but how many of your practices actually have even an employee manual or any kind of internal guidance? Well, that's why I was asking that question because I, I mean, you know, obviously you're more established organizations. There's definitely a system in place for that, but, um, people are all over the board and it really truly yeah. is easy to just pull up something on Google. My, but my thought <laughs> process is rather than sure. trying to sift by the time you read through those 99 pages to see, is that actually going to cover <laughs> yeah. me and, you know, pay the 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, maybe it's free. You can just pull a PDF off. Uh, it seems like it's time better spent and investment better made to go to someone who can understand yeah. what it is you're trying to do and make sure that you're covered. And, you know, we've talked about the scary side of it a little bit, but let's say you've got a good team. You've got a good team of good people and they just want to know what is the yeah. expectation? How do right. I succeed in your organization? And when you put that in place as the doctor, you're able to scale that business as far as you want to go, as long as those systems are put in place from the beginning. Yeah. And, and, and you see that the practices you run in, you know, the, 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 the ones that are organized can scale. The ones that, you know, are not organized, they just, they, they just don't get off that ground. They just don't get there. Um, so they just, you're right. They got, they got to have that foundation. They got to have people like you that don't really can get down there and drill it down and get them, get them off the ground. Um, right. So no, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. And it's not, you know, it's not that our guys don't, you know, what, what happens is they, they, they give it to the office manager and the office manager is wearing 17 hats and they right. spend six months doing it. And, and they're just, it's just numbers game. They just don't have the time to, to do it. Um, you know, so it, it is difficult. It is, it is difficult. And I'm sure you see that too. It is difficult. So is it from a legal perspective, is it good enough? As long as I have that document and people have access to it, is that 
all that's necessary or talk to me more about how do I ensure that everyone knows everything they need to know to be held accountable to it? I, I, I think one, you got to make sure if, if it's readily accessible, which it should be, everyone signs an acknowledgement that says they read it or they have it. I mean, that's, right. I mean, I can't tell you how many documents uh, and, and problems develop because they don't sign the document. Like doctors don't get things signed. Right. They lose a document. So you put them on the portal, you know, internal portal and everything's accessible. And then you have everyone acknowledges that they have it. And then, you know, when you hire someone, you got an onboarding process where you have all that, all that articulated out and everyone signs it. It's a very easy process. There's absolutely no reason why, you know, employees should not do this. Um, yeah. And, and look, we've got companies that are half a billion dollar companies that don't do this. I mean, it's, I mean, we got companies that are half a billion dollars and they just hired an HR person, a full-time HR person this past year. Wow. So, Yeah. So, I mean, it, it happens, um, but you just, you just got to get it. You got to get it internalized. You got to get it internalized. And then each and then, time there's an update, does that require an additional signature or just a notification? Uh, probably additional signature that they have. Um, you, you've revised it. Here's the change. And if it's affecting you, then you probably want to sign another acknowledgement. Yeah. Re- yeah. This is a, somewhat selfish, actually, that I'm asking these questions, <laughs> but this is very useful. <laughs> very I just, useful. just far, far away, far away. Or just like the yeah. old friend, you know, hey, doc, my, my, my brother's got a bad back. You know what? what can, can you help my brother with a bad back? I got a question for you from my brother. You know, it's, it's, right, uh, I, get, right, I get, I get, right. I get it. Yeah. Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, you know, back in Mississippi. Right. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Keep going. What else you got for me? Oh, gosh. You know, um, you know, then from a clinical standpoint, um, you know, we jump into the clinical side now. Um, I think that our doctors don't understand how sophisticated the patients are now. They are Mm -hmm. they are more demanding. Um, they, They have to have better risk management on the medical clinical side. They do. They just have to. Um, and they don't understand that, um, you know, you know, it's like the malpractice side is there. Just, I don't know. There's a whole lot of malpractice in, in dentistry that's worth millions of dollars, but there are becoming cottage industries of law firms that all they do is sue dentists and we know who they are. Um, and it's, they get the affidavits. You've got, we got one this morning that it was an expert affidavit um, from a, a, expert witness company that indicated mm-hmm. our doctor, you know, committed malpractice. So, you know, that, and it is what it is, but it, from that standpoint, they, they don't understand what, what they need to do. Um, they, not, our doctors from the clinical side do not do a good job maintaining confidentiality. Um, they, they send stuff they shouldn't. They send stuff in proper ways, such as electronically where there's no permission. They don't deal with the right people. They're, they're not, they're talking to the to the, the, the ex spouses. They're talking to their grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles. So there's not a whole lot of confidentiality. Uh, one thing our doctors also do not do, and I, I had a really fortunate time to um, uh, speak on this particular matter to the, the uh, residents down at the MCG Medical College of Georgia. Um, th- there's no follow up on on appointments. There's no follow up on misappointments. They're not documented. These things, you've got to document the clinical side of why there's a disappointment, why they didn't follow up. How does that affect the treatment? Our doctors don't understand that. 
They don't understand that. Um, and they've got to do that. Um, you know, then, you know, one thing they don't do well is, is manage calls after hours. Yeah, maybe they're responsive, but that things that it, it doesn't get to the files. This, so talk to me more about that. So you're saying that we've got savvy patients who know what they're doing, what they, what they can expect and what can happen if they don't get their expectations met. Now tie that to um, not documenting missed appointments and how that relates to treatment or um, well, what, what, what happens, you know, I mean, patient, patients, you know, patients are busy. They got other things they need to do in their life. And you have a certain, you know, certain patients are just not going to be cooperative. So all of a sudden you got this treatment that goes on and on and on and patients keep missing appointments, keep missing appointments, they don't show up, whatever it is. And now you've got a, a, a care issue because what happens is if you don't document all that, it goes back to the doctor that, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Well, I called the patient 97 times. Well, there's nothing in the file that indicates that. And the patients will right. swear, you know, you'll get the patients will get text messages and calls, and emails, whatever it is. And um, they'll swear you never contacted them. So, and all that goes back to the clinical side is how does that affect the standard and quality of care? You know, do you keep chasing a patient for six months until they show up and they got temporaries in or, you know, they're, they got, they got temporary crowns in those kind of things. So they don't manage that very well and they have to, because all those things are a defense to malpractice claims. Um, and one thing, you know, dentistry is, 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 you know, becoming so specialized in areas. There's not communication between the doctors and the referring doctors. There's no communication. It's bad communication. Um, it, I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it re I mean, the, the referring doctors are trying to not let, the, you know, the, 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 the specialist is trying to, you know, cover for the, uh, the GP that didn't mess up because they didn't do an implant right because they went to, you know, course and paid $3,000 for three days worth of implants. Now they're an expert. Um, mm -hmm. So you, the referral sources are not kept in touch very, very good. And it comes back to the file again. Um, and then one thing that is an absolute disaster is how our guys, and this is all the clinical side, how our guys handle negative reviews. They don't handle okay. negative reviews well. Talk um, about that. Cause I actually just had someone bring that up in a session recently. So what ha from our, our standpoint, we, we see both ends. We see both ends where if we get involved early, what happens? And if we get involved too late, what happens? So okay. if we get involved too late, what happens is the doctor inadvertently or the team member inadvertently relays certain PHI information, personal health care information, which is a disaster because then you've got, you know, then you've got uh, HHS, um, you know, and, and that whole arena coming in with complaints. And if you ever, if you ever have dealt with an HHS complaint, it's a nasty beast. Um, it really, really is a nasty beast. So you, you, you have those where they take it personally, they fly off the handle. Um, they say, I, 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 we, 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 you know, those kind of things. We don't do it. We, here's what we did. You know, Jay never came back for appointments and there's too much information being reviewed, revealed in these reviews. So, Really, we tell our guys, look, you got to take a step back. Um, if you if you respond to it that second, that day, you're going to create a lot of problems. So, and our doctor's like, you know, I can't let this, I can't let this go on. But what happens is when you take on a negative patient review, you're going to lose. So what happens is 
and I mean this with all sincerity, if you got a dentist in, in Georgia that has a negative review, and all of a sudden he starts feeding that frenzy with, I did not, I did not, here's what happened, those kind of things, and that happens. You got people that have nothing better to do, that have no idea who this doctor is, will join in that conversation and say, yeah, he's a butcher. You know, yeah, he did this oh, wrong. Wow. He did, and, and, and it's, it's a cottage industry. So again, you're in Georgia and you got people, you know, Topeka, Kansas that are saying, you know, yeah, hey, what a lousy doctor he is and he shouldn't even be practicing. He should lose his license. And that person in Topeka, Kansas has never been out of Kansas. And, and, it, and it becomes, and then as you know, you've got instead of one negative, you know, one negative response, you've got 75 or 100 negative responses because now everyone's dogging you who's never met you. And it's a feeding frenzy. So we always say, look, take a step back. What went wrong? Evaluate it. And how do you respond to it? You never take it head on. You do a very you know, generic, I love my I love my patients, I love the community. We have state-of-the-art facilities. Um, and that's how and you let it go. And you have that one corporate response and it's dead. But what happens is if you keep going back and back and responding, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get a letter from the government. Um, and I'll uh, and I'll assure you that even if it's deleted, um, the people that are posting these are taking pictures of the screens because that's what happened um, that we're still working with on the case. Oh, interesting. You know, and yeah. I read a lot of reviews when I'm trying a new restaurant because I'm picky about <laughs> yeah. food. But, you know, sometimes I'll yeah. see those. It sounds really professional from my perspective. I'd love to get yours. But they'll say something like, um, you know, thank you so much for coming in that day. We are so sorry to hear about this experience. Please reach out to us at this number. We'd like to get this corrected, or we'd like to learn more about how we can make this right. But it's really, it goes into no detail about what happened. There's no admission. It's just, we, we see your review. We'd like to talk to you. What are your thoughts on something like that? I would keep that offline. Uh, from, a le- from a legal standpoint, okay. I keep it offline. Because what happens is when you engage that kind of conversation, you're going to slip about something. You're going to say something okay. you shouldn't. You're going to let something inadvertently about, regarding PHI slip in there. So we say, keep it offline, make a phone call. You got to be mm-hmm. careful with text messages. You got to be careful with email because what you post, what you sent to them could inadvertently go on the internet because someone is really hacked. So, Interesting. so when you write these emails and, and text messages, which I really don't like to do once you get to that stage, assuming it, assume it's going to go on the internet. So we always say, get on the phone, call them. Never say you're sorry. Never say because assume your conversations are recorded, which they are. Um, right. So, so your recommendation: you get a bad review, don't post anything. Just give them a call. Now, no, I, I say you you, you got to. I think I think from a legal standpoint, you got to respond to it. But there's ways okay. to respond to it where you say nothing about what was treated and about everything. <laughs> you say nothing about treatment or about this person, but you talk about your practice, how great it is how much you love the community with your state-of-the-art equipment. You know, I got a hundred thousand dollar, you know, beam in there. And so you really, you approach from a totally different standpoint. Um, and it's, it's like a press release of how good your practice is. And you mentioned nothing about, you know, the individual or the treatment. So, okay. It, it's, cool. it, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, you know, then we always say use from a clinical standpoint, Use your records as a defense for malpractice. 
and our doctors mm -hmm. don't our doctors don't do that. So if, if you take a look at um, you know the doc, the, if you if you know the patient's condition, you know the progress notes. You know our doctors don't utilize consent forms. Our doctors think that a treatment plan is a consent form. Um, a consent form is nowhere. A treatment plan is never and never will be a consent form. Um, but our, our doctors think it is. So the you know the treatment plan outlines you know what's what what you're going to do, the cost. That's really about it. But you get an informed consent form. It tells you what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and every risk that's possible, including death and everything, even a, even a root canal as to what can happen. So that's a huge issue where our doctors don't use their records as a defense um, to any kind of malpractice claims. But yeah, we have mm -hmm. doctors, they just some, we have some of the best doctors in the country and they don't use, they don't use informed consent forms. Wow. Everything, everything should be a informed consent form. So clinical, clinical, they got some work too. <laughs> but it's, but, but it's, it's, you, know, you know how it is. It's the little things and you, and you see it all the time and what you do. There's little things that add add up add up to the big to big problems. So right, right, and I think more than anything, it's not about it's not just about knowing what to do and what not to do. It's about personifying that and being that every single day. And so having these systems in place, like you're talking about, and having your um, experts in tow is going to be so important, so that you're not trying to figure it all out and missing a whole bunch yeah. of steps along the way, inadvertently usually. But well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure with 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 what you do with your clients, if there's, and I have no doubt that a lot of times they will call you before they do anything, and right. and, and, and they probably should. Um, you're you're the person that's in there. You know what they're doing. You got the you got the enormous gravitas to figure that out, and they should be calling you beforehand. So um, yeah, it's just getting your people involved early before. You know, right. before, the fire, before the fire truck comes, you know, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. right. And it's far less intense, I think, to, you know, give your attorney a call and just run something by them or, you know, shoot them an email. Could you read this through for me? Then, hey, here's the mess we're in because I didn't make that call or didn't ask you to read this through for me. I got, you know, it's, it's I'm sitting there snickering because we get calls. <laughs> we get calls from the doctors where they're still in the chair. Patients are still in the chair. Like, hey, Stuart, <laughs> hey, Stuart, you know, damn, I, I just, I, I did this, I did that. They're under sedation. I got about 15, 20 minutes. What do you think I should do? You know, uh -huh. or, or, you know, or you call the doctor and they're, they're in the middle of a, of, of, a tr of, a, of, of a procedure. I'm like, why are you talking to me? You hear drills in the background. I'm like, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> hang up the phone. Don't, do not talk to your lawyer while you're drilling and filling. You know, so uh -huh. it's, you know, wow. it's real, it's, it's, that it's is so funny. Well, they're trying, they're trying though. It's a step in the right direction, right? Getting you involved. It's, <laughs> it's like, you, you, it's like, you, you know, you, you got, it's, it's a flattering. You got that kind of access, but you're not helping the guy in the chair at all. You know, you're just not right. helping him at all. You know, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, but sometimes, you know, they're, they're, they're easy to get hold of and sometimes they're not. So <laughs> it just, depends what, just depends what they're doing, but yeah, we'll, uh -huh. we'll talk with Dylan and all sorts. So, that's you know, hilarious. We, we just take them how we get them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you 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 do have to respect the uh, the effort involved, though, right? Oh, no doubt, man. They they, they yeah. go the extra mile, but you know, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just you, you talk about access to people. That's that's fantastic. But yeah, you know, we, we talked about the HR and the clinical side, and it's just the little things, and, and you know how it is. It, 
you got clients who don't even sometimes listen to to your little little advice. Nevertheless, you know, then you know, then they got they got bigger problems. So it's that's true. We, we see the same thing on our end. It's all right. it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Right. So well, I love it. Well, is there a was there something else that you wanted to add to this conversation before? Oh my gosh! Out? I mean, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I no, I mean, I. I, I I I think really between the HR and the clinical, nah. I, I I I think we hit all the good topics, and you know, unless you want to go to a five, then then that's a whole another story. That's a that's another well, that's, I, that's another five what hours. I, <laughs> what I am going to be looking for is that article that you said you guys are putting out. So you said it's about to come out, and yeah. um, is that going to be on your website? Um, it will go on our website, and uh, it will okay. go on. Um, through our, our, our newsletters uh, for email. So yeah, a lot of things that we put through our emails um, on our Advisor Insight newsletters and podcasts. You know, we, we do a podcast mm-hmm. uh, yes. that you were on, that you were on. Love your and, podcast, uh, yes. Yeah, you, you did an amazing job. You did a great job. You just, you know, you're just, uh, you, you, you just remember my ratings go up even higher right there. So you just, <laughs> well, you're very kind. Thank you. But just give us a rundown. So give us a website, podcast, how we can get in touch with you. People are going to want to know more. How did they do that? Yeah. You know, Stuart Overman, um, you know, you, uh, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T at ObermanLaw.com. Uh, website is um, ObermanLaw.com, O-B-E-R-M-A-N-Law.com. Um, we have Advisory uh, Insights Podcast. We put out a podcast probably once a week that covers really about everything. And they need to, they need it before they go anywhere. They need to get to yours first and then, then work, start the top, then work, then work down. That's where we go. <laughs> well, so, thank you, Stuart. So no, it's uh, it's great. It, it is. I, I, I watch your stuff and you are fantastic at what you do. And uh, the podcast, uh, it's just a privilege to be on here. So I, I, I really appreciate it. I really do. Well, I feel fortunate to know you as well. It's uh, it's always a joy to be very connected with people who are all trying to move in the same direction, which is to help this industry grow and develop and do the amazing things that I know we can do as long as we've got everybody on the same team. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a great team. So, you know, thank you. Just again, you just do a great job, and I just love your podcast. So, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you for being on it today. It was so good having you. You are quite welcome. You are quite welcome. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.